friend of mine sent uh, me a text message this week saying, can you pray for my wife's grandparents? Uh, and I knew that his wife was from Venezuela, and I knew I'd kind of been paying up attention to what was going on in the news because it really affected her family. But her, her grandparents were living in Venezuela where large sections of the country have been without power. Some of them are still without power. And I don't want to go into the politics of what's going on and why they would be without power. But as I looked at it, I found out that uh, whole cities, whole sections of the country are without power because power plants got shut down, got burned, some things happened. The problem they were running into is they needed power to turn them back on. So they'd gotten to a point where the power's down, and they need to try and get power so they can turn it back on, even though they fixed some of those issues. And I was thinking about that this week, because oftentimes we find ourselves like going through life, going, I know the thing that I need to do, but where am I going to get the power to do that? I know what I'm actually supposed to do in my marriage, but where am I going to get the power to actually want to do that? Or maybe I want to do it, but I just feel unable. Maybe it's as a parent, you're like, I know what I'm supposed to do, but how am I going to get the power to do that? Maybe you're a kid and you're like, I know the things that I'm supposed to do. Sin's not a strange word to me. Guilt is not strange to me, but how am I going to get the power to do the things in my family, at school, with my friends? How am I going to do the things that I know I'm supposed to do? Right now we're in a series called Unleash, which is on how, if the Bible is what God said, what does it mean for us to let it loose? We call the series Unleash because we, in the church it's easy for us to say that the Bible is sufficient and it's what God wants us to know for salvation, for trusting Him, and for obeying Him. Where are we going to get the power to do that? We know what we're supposed to do. Where does the power come from? That's what we're going to look at today in Psalm 119. This week, we're going to look at verses 41 through 48. Psalm 119, like we talked about last week, is the longest chapter in the Bible, and it's laid out as a poem based around the alphabet. The Hebrew alphabet is a little bit different than English, but each line in in verses 41 through 48, starts with the letter wow or vav, depending on how you pronounce it. But it, every one of them started with the letter W, and it was meant so that kids from a young age could memorize the poem. They could learn their alphabet, and they could learn important lessons at the same time. And so we're looking this week at Psalm 119, verses 41 through 48, to see where does the power come from? to do the things that God has called us to do. And here's, here, here's the point that we're going to find here in verses 41 through 48, is that we unleash the power by unleashing God's Word. It's real simple. We unleash the power by unleashing God's Word. And so what I want to show you in verses 41 through 48 is four powerful things to meditate on in verses 41 to 48. Let's start with verse 41. Let's May your unfailing love come to me, Lord, your salvation according to your promise. Then I can answer anyone who taunts me, for I trust in your word. Never take your word of truth from my mouth, for I have put my hope in your laws. I will always obey your law forever and ever. I will walk about in freedom, for I have sought out your priests. speak of your statutes before kings, and I will not be put to shame. For I delight in your commands because I love them. I reach out for your commands, which I love, that I may meditate on your decrees. Let's pray. God, 
We believe that your word is sufficient, and so now we open it to hear what you want to say to us from your word. In Jesus' name, amen. What I want to show you is four powerful things to meditate on from God's word. Four powerful things to meditate. Verse 41 to 44 tells us, meditate on salvation in God's word. Like Psalm 119 starts with, may your unfailing love come to me, Lord. Your salvation according to your promise. Unfailing love is this word. I like it because it sounds so strange. You kind of got to make a sound. If you're a kid, you got to make a sound to start a word. But it's this word hesed, this word of unfailing love or compassion. And I heard somebody years ago say, this word unfailing love is like when you deserve nothing and you get everything. Right here, Right here, the psalmist in this psalm where every line starts with a specific letter and every line talks about God's word and God's law and God's promises and God's statutes, he recognizes just knowing laws isn't good enough. Just knowing what God says I should do isn't good enough. God, may your unfailing love, may the fact that I deserve nothing but I get everything from you, may that come to me. God, may your salvation come according to your promise. So this focus on salvation here in Psalm 119 is focused on the word. It's focused on this promise. God, you promised this. I'm not asking you to give me something you don't want me to have. I'm not asking for something that you haven't said that you're going to do. It's not presuming if it's the thing that God's promised us. And so here in verse 41, it sets it up, begin meditating on. And you're like, Joe, meditate. You've used that word several times. What does that mean? Psalm 1 says that uses this word meditate, which is a way of saying to mutter, to, to speak to yourself, to talk to yourself all the day. I don't know if you guys do that. I do. If you were to come into my office or find me when I'm mowing or something happened, you would find me talking to myself about something. And uh, I now find that it's a biblical thing and not an insanity thing. But meditating is a biblical way of saying this is where we're talking to ourselves we live in a world that says to meditate is to get into a certain yoga position and to empty your mind of things and to just free your mind and get rid of things and somehow you're going to be you're going to be set free because you've emptied your mind that's what it means to meditate but in the bible meditating means to to fill our minds by speaking god's word over and over it's this way of chewing on god's words over and over and right here the psalmist is chewing on god's promises and saying god Will you give me your salvation just like you promised? One of the ways that I often meditate is I will take a line and I will repeat it to myself over and over, emphasizing each individual word just to get a flavor of what could be going on here. You see, many of us struggle to memorize, but meditation is something that each one of us can do as we begin to chew on God's word over and over and over. And right here, the psalmist is like, may your unfailing love come to me, Lord. Chewing on it over and over and over. This is, this is relevant and it's helpful because often we just go through saying, this is what I know I need to do. Somebody messaged me this week and we started talking about, I know that I'm supposed to have love and joy and peace and pay. I know these things that I'm supposed to do. And this, is, and this person said, this is the advice that I'm getting. And I said, but if somebody's telling you, here's what you should do, and they're not telling you where the power comes to do it, then they're basically just setting you up for failure. 
You see, this love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness comes from Galatians chapter 3. And I told him, I said, but if somebody tells you to obey Galatians chapter 3 or chapter 5, but doesn't pay any attention to Galatians chapter 3, which says this is where the power comes to do that, then they've basically left you high and dry with nothing to go on. And so the psalmist here is saying, ah, oh, I want to meditate on God's promises which point me to God's salvation. And so we have to get this right. And so if if we want power in our lives to live the way that God has called us to, then we need to meditate on salvation in God's Word. Verse 45 says the second powerful way to meditate on God's Word. Meditate on freedom from God's Word. Psalm. 119 verse 45 says, I will walk about in freedom, for I have sought out your precepts. Your translation may say, I I will walk in a wide place because I have sought out your precepts. Usually we don't think about walking with God as walking in freedom. We don't think about it as walking through large fields where there is no road and we're welcome to go wherever we want. But the idea here, the psalmist is saying, meditate on the fact that we actually get freedom from God's Word. We're not bound and restricted to narrow paths that we don't know where to go. Instead, the world opens up to us because God's Word sets us free. The the idea is that Walking in God's precepts, knowing what God's seeking out God's precepts means that instead of affliction and oppression and life narrowing things down, instead of God's will getting things narrower and narrower, and so we're constantly afraid of going off the path, instead, God's precepts, seeking out His ways, frees us, opening up those pathways. So that instead of God's word constraining us, instead it sets us free. Wayne Grudem points out, that oftentimes Christians wonder why they don't have power in the Christian life. They walk through life afraid they're constantly stepping out of bounds, stepping outside of God's will, not knowing if they're going the right way. And he says, could it be that instead of seeing that God's ways have opened up freedom to us, instead of looking here for direction that gives us freedom, instead we're constantly afraid Did I make the wrong choice? Am I moving to the wrong house or to the wrong place? Am I taking the wrong job? Am I in the wrong relationship? Is this the right path for me? But if God's word is what it is and it is sufficient, if it is the thing that sets us free, then we can go to God's word and know that God's word is actually opening up the world to us, not narrowing it down. But again, it's not just, hey, go and do whatever you want. It's seeking out God's precepts opens up freedom. And wide places for us. So if you're looking at your life right now going, what's the right way to go? What's the right thing for me to do? What's the decision that I need to make? Or, oh, did I step off of the path? Psalm 119.45 says, no, you can walk about in freedom because you're seeking out God's precepts in his word. He's not withholding from you. He's not trying to narrow the path down. Instead, the world opens up to you. God's world opens up to you as we seek that out. Maybe you're looking at retirement and going, what's the right decision to do in retirement? What's the right way for me to go? God's word opens up freedom. So meditate on freedom from God's word. The third powerful thing to meditate on in God's word is meditate on shamelessness from God's word. Verse 46 says, I will speak of your statutes before kings and I will not be put to shame. 
I will speak of your statutes before kings, and I will not be put to shame. Most of us don't ever have the chance to speak before kings, but we find ourselves speaking to people and going into places that are really uncomfortable and we don't know, am I about to say the right thing? Am I about to go the right place? Am I about to do the right thing? Maybe it's something in evangelism that you go, oh, I don't know. Well, the feeling is the same feeling that the psalmist gets here. I'm going to speak before kings. What would leave me not ashamed? What's going to leave me not afraid that I've said the wrong thing? What's going to be the thing that sets me free, makes me bold, gives me peace? The psalmist says, I will speak of your statutes before kings and will not be put to shame. And so the, the call is to go, can we actually get God's word? Can we meditate enough on it so that we can know that the things that we say aren't going to put us to shame? We're not speaking of our own wisdom. We're not speaking of our own things. We're not saying, hey, here's the way to go because I know the right thing to do. Instead, I can actually have confidence and boldness and freedom and peace because I'm actually speaking God's word. And so the, the call is, will you meditate on God's word so that you can be free of shame, so that you can be filled with boldness, so that you can be filled with peace? That's the thing that we see in the life of Daniel. Daniel was a teenager when he was taken from his home to the seat of power of a cruel and huge empire, was trained in the most wicked ways of that kingdom, was raised to become an advisor to the king, and over a long, we're talking 70 or 80 year career of serving wicked foreign kings, Daniel was able to speak regularly God's word to them and not be afraid and not be ashamed. Like we, look at, we look at Daniel. Daniel had it so hard to be an advisor in that time. But we see constantly in every story in Daniel's life that Daniel honored the Lord and he spoke God's word to the kings that he was put before. And Daniel had nothing to be ashamed of. That's the, that's the point that we see here in verse 46. I will speak of your statutes before kings and will not be put to shame. And so what are we going to meditate on so that it comes out of our mouth so that we can be free of shame? Go through life wondering, am I doing the right things? Am I doing the right things in the right places? Are we going to just say man's ideas? I've read enough books. I've thought enough thoughts. I know all of these things. Or I'm actually meditating on God's word because I can actually trust it to do what God says it will do. I will meditate on God's word so that no matter the job that I find myself in, no matter the situation I'm advising somebody to do, God's word actually sets me free. I can be, I can be confident that I won't be put to shame. Because I'm not saying my ideas, I'm saying God's. And the fourth powerful thing to meditate on in God's word, verse 47 to 48, is meditate for delight. In God's word. Meditate on God's word for delight. Verse 47. For I delight in your commands because I love them. I reach out for your commands, which I love, that I may meditate on your decrees. I, I think we don't talk enough about delight in the church or in, in, the, in the Christian world. We don't talk enough about delight. We like this middle road. We, we, we can't really talk about despair and depression. We can't talk about what we're really struggling with. But we also don't really talk about delight. We don't, because we're afraid there's something wrong with being super happy. We're with something pleasing us. And so we end up with this middle road that's not super happy and that's not super sad. And we just kind of go in the middle of the road. But the Psalms don't do that. The Psalm I read earlier is like, God, how long am I going to lay on my bed wondering where you're at? 
God, how long are wicked people going to win over me? That's that, that's that side of despair and depression. But Psalm 119 says, God, I delight in your commands because I love you. Reach out for your commands, which I love. And so the, the image here is, God, I don't get enough of your word. I don't get enough of your law. I don't get enough of your promises. Like that is the call of the Christian life is to begin to meditate with delight on God, in God's word. Not just saying, oh, going to church and listening to a sermon, reading my Bible in the morning, reading my Bible to my kids is something that's a duty that I'm supposed to do. But what if we begin to delight in it so that we say, oh, I reach up my hands to God's word because I cannot get enough of it. He's repeating over and over, why do I delight in God's commands? Because I love them. Why do I reach out for God's commands? Because I love them. And the result is that we may meditate on God's decrees. Again, meditate and decrees, law, promises. So the call of the Christian life is to unleash the the power for delight because we are meditating on God's word. Commenting on this passage, J.A. Motyer said that the mouth that speaks the word and the life that exemplifies it must arise from a heart that loves it. The mouth that speaks the word and the life that exemplifies it must arise from a heart that loves it. And so this psalm is not just, hey, here's a law. Why can't you just do better? It's instead, oh, I need a heart that loves God's word because in it I find God's salvation. So how are we going to get that kind of heart? That kind of heart that says, oh, I reach out for God's commands. It's not a burden. Instead, it's something that is beautiful and wonderful and I will build my life around this. This is going to be the thing that gives me freedom. This is going to be the thing that makes me unashamed. How do we get that kind of life? The Bible says that God made the world and he made it good and he put humans in it and he said, they are very good. You will be my little kings and I will be the great king. And it's so interesting that God in that moment spoke his word to them that was supposed to govern their life in the garden. And he said, you can eat from any of these things but not from the tree of good and evil. And right there at the beginning, Adam and Eve decided, no, we will not live by God's word. We will do our own thing. And so they ate from the tree, but more than eating from the tree, they disobeyed the very word that he'd given them. And so then the Bible says that because Adam and Eve and every human after them said, God, you will not be king. We will not live by your word. We are going to do our own thing. The Bible says that God will one day crush his enemies. The Bible calls that hell. But instead of leaving us in that place and just starting over and making a different world, instead the Bible says that God came and lived the life that we should live. Obeying God's word at every step. And then dying the death that we should die and rising again so that everybody who repents of sin and trusts in Christ, trust in Jesus who obeyed these things. Instead, we are, then we are restored into his family and into his kingdom. And we are given a new heart that allows us to not just hear the word, not just say, oh yes, I agree with this word, but instead gives us a heart to love it. And so if you find yourself today going, I have never in my life loved God's word. There's been nothing I've ever loved about it, but something in me right now wants that. The call of the gospel is trust in Christ. Don't trust in obedience. You will find a heart that loves God's word when you repent of sin and trust in Christ. And so for those of us that wander 
day by day, week by week, sometimes loving God's word and sometimes going our own way, doing our own things. The call is to repent of sin and trust in Christ. And that is when Psalm 119.41, may your unfailing love come to me, Lord, your salvation according to your promise, comes true. We are given a new heart and we can know that God's unfailing love comes to us. And so then imagine what that looks like in your own life, when you meditating on salvation in God's Word, when meditating on f- for freedom in God's Word, meditating for shamelessness from God's Word, meditating for delight in God's Word, what that looks like is it sets us free. Instead of finding salvation in worlds, the world's things or the world's promises and finding freedom in doing whatever we want to do, Freedom from shame by saying there is no law. Instead, we find these things here in this. So then we have lives that are confident in our salvation and in our freedom and in our freedom from shame. We are confident that we have true delight because we have trusted in Christ. And so how do we unleash the power? We unleash God's word by meditating for each of these four things here in Psalm 119. Let's pray. Father, we love you. We thank you for your word and we pray that as it's open today that you uh, would unleash its power in our lives. You give us the confidence that we can have everything we need from your word. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.